Romans 5, beginning with verse 1. The very first word, therefore. And I like to know what is therefore. And uh, to share with you what is therefore is in uh, Romans 4, verse 3. It says, For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we are, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost which is given unto us, Lord, just show us tonight how we're to live, how we're to act, and how we are to handle the situations that come our way. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, uh, justification is a, a big word. You know, I, uh, you and I both, we can justify anything. Uh, whatever's coming, if we want it to be like we want it, we can justify it. But it doesn't make it right. So when we think about justification uh, is by the grace of God. I didn't earn it. I didn't work for it. It was given to us by him. Um, not, not human merit. Uh, you know, many people excel in church. And they, they, they are thankful. And they're proud of it. And I'm proud of it to see people, um, you know, uh, in uh, Earl's Grove, they had... Um, they gave Sunday school awards. And I mean, this one man, I, I can't remember how many years of perfect attendance in Sunday school. Uh, you know, and he was proud to uh, wear those pins. And I never forget, I had, I don't know where it was, two or three years perfect attendance when I was at Friendship, when Lynn and I were there just as lay people. And I had my pin on one day, and this um, man uh, that worked over um Pratt Reed, I think that was a piano place, wasn't it? Hello, help me. Okay. And he was a, he was a uh, overseer over there, and he led music. And um, one day he just looked, he saw my pens, and um, this was many years now before I accepted the call to preach. He looked, he said, boy, I see you got three perfect attendance pens of Sunday school. Wouldn't it be great if God called you to preach? That was the furthest thing from my mind. But he made mention of it, and it hadn't even... The thought hadn't even come. God hadn't even spoken to me uh, concerning uh, being a pastor, a preacher. Uh, but we think about our works. Uh, you know, it's good that, to have good works. But good works is not going to get us into heaven. Uh, you can be lost and hold every office in the church. You can be lost and pastor a church. You can be lost and be a music director or, or musicians or whatever. All that's great and good, but it will not get us into heaven. Uh, the only thing that's going to get us off be justified by God, set right, made right. And we, then we will want to walk right and speak right and, and do right. Um, you know, so many times we get tangled up and we forget. We have a tendency to forget the blood that Jesus shed. We don't like the sight of blood, hey. Blood shows up, we're trying to get it stopped. You know, we're trying to get the tourniquet on there. We're trying to get some, something to, to stop the blood. And uh, 
you know, some of us, like myself, we're on a, a pill that's supposed to thin our blood out. And hey, when I get nicked, hey, it's it. It might be a nick, but it just pours out. And um, you think, well, when is it going to stop? Well, I'm thankful tonight that Jesus's blood did not clot. Um, he shed it all, and he did it for you and me. Um, justification in a life is, again, nothing that you and I have done. And, and when we separate that from life, it'll change our lives when we realize and know I am what I am because of who God is. We are, God is, is a gift to us, and we are a heritage of his. And when Jesus died, the Bible talks about he died one time, and he died for everybody. Nobody is excluded. No person can tell you, well, nobody's ever done nothing for me. There's only one person in this world that's ever done anything for any of us, and that is Jesus Christ. When he died, he said he died for all, and he did it one time. One time was enough. And when we, when we fail to go back um, and say, well, I, I'm not sure that, that I'm saved. I just have so much doubt. Uh, well, hey, if, if you've been saved one time, you're saved. And to do that puts Jesus right back on the cross again. And we don't want to do that. Because when he comes next time, he's coming and he's going to stop in the clouds and call us as the church, not this building, but each individual one. He's going to call us out and take us to home to be with him. So you think about the marks of justification in the believer's life. It's revealed through relationships. So I just simply said, made right by faith. And here's the first one, is our relationship with God. You know, we, we meet and we, we discuss different things when we meet with people, but hardly ever do we say, hey, what is your relationship with God? Oh, I believe in God. Yeah, what do you believe about him? Tell me what you believe about him. Okay, that... That right there will fill up a, a big conversation when you ask them, what do you believe about God? And listen to what they're saying and try your best. Say, hey, okay, I've heard what you said. I'd love for you to hear what I have to say about what I believe and what my relationship is with God. Verse 1 of, of chapter 5, uh, it talks about uh, we have peace with God. You know, nothing can take the place of that. Nothing can fill our void areas of life like the peace of God. And when we think about that, you see, justification has to do with our standing before God. And when we stand before him, if the question is asked, why should I let you in my heaven? Now, what are we going to say? Well, you know, some people are going to use all kind of uh, everyday reasons. Well, hey, I was a good worker. Man, I, I never missed work. I was a good church member. I mean, I was there every time the door was open. Anytime something was mentioned, we need that, I contributed. I did all this. And the Lord said, I'm not talking about what you have done. I want to know why I should let you in my heaven. And the only key to that's going to fit that lock is I have accepted Jesus, your son, as my personal Savior. And that's the only thing that's going to get us justified um, right. You see, justification does not make a person righteous. He's declared righteous through justification, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, many of you, I'm sure I've heard of some of you, uh, go 
regularly and give blood. Hey, that's great. I can't give. I can't give for two reasons. First of all, they won't take it because I have asthma. Second reason, they won't take it because I've been overseas. Now, unless those rules have changed, um, that's, they ask that question. And, uh, of course, they don't want to pick up something that would be transferred into somebody else. And neither would I. If I ever require blood, I would hope they would ask all the necessary questions. But when you think about the blood of Jesus, it is pure. And it is so pure that it would only took one drop to save you and me, but he, he gave it all. So when people look at us, what do they see? And we think it, we're talking about our relationship with God. First of all, it's in the scripture there. I hope they see that we have the peace of God. The peace of God. There in verse 1, it plainly says the peace of God. You know, when we were unsaved, we were at war with God. Our spirit, the lost spirit that was in us, was fighting against his spirit. And back and forth until we get saved. Now get this, okay? When we got saved, then our spirit became saved, okay? Our soul became saved. And now we, we're communing with the spirit of God. But guess what? The devil is not happy because he once ruled in that spirit. And so he comes to disrupt the peace that you and I have in God. A second thing uh, that people may uh, look for um, in the scripture again there is that we have uh, hopefully they see we have access uh, to God in verse 2 the very first part and whom we also we have access uh, that means there is an opening there's an entrance way and Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life and no person is going to come to my father lest they pass through me I am the way and hopefully the world sees that we have access to God. You will have a mask you probably will. Tell me about your belief. If you think you have access to God, tell me. Okay, you begin to share with them prayers that God has answered in your life. Just share with them. Hey, the little bitty things. It don't have to be something big. The little things that God does for us. Hey, because of that peace, I lay down at night and I sleep. If I wake up in the night, I have access to God. I can call on him whatever hour of the night or the morning because I know I have access to him. Another thing we would hope that they would see is in verse 2 also, and that's the hope. We, we would think and hopefully they would see the hope. It says, uh, by faith into this grace wherein we stand without question, stand on the word of God and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And when I think about that, I think of the song, my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And when we think about that, I think about that hope. Hope to me brings about happiness, okay? I don't hope he comes. I don't hope he knows me. I put my hope in him to know that he is coming for me. Hey, I, I hope it's in my lifetime. I hope I'm still alive when he comes. That, that's, that's the kind of hope I'm thinking about. It makes me have happiness in that hope. Also, the letter O in, in uh, hope is an opportunity. 
When I have that kind of hope, I have an opportunity to share that hope with those I come in contact with. And I also think about in the letter P there, because I have that kind of hope and I have the opportunity to share because of the peace that is within. We don't need to overlook that peace. Um, let's say two things maybe. For those of you who hunt, you go out there and you sit in a tree stand and not one thing's making a racket unless there's a breeze blowing through the, through the trees. You hear that tiny breeze, just total dead silence. Or to be sitting in a boat and the water's just as calm and maybe a breeze will whip up a little ripple and you'll hear it. I tell you what I love, I love whirlwinds, whirlwinds. The Bible says that God is in the whirlwind, and uh, I've had the opportunity several times with my grandkids to see a whirlwind in our yard come across, and it'll have leaves stirring up, and I say, come here, come here, quick, look, look, look at that. What is that, Granddad? I said, that is a whirlwind, and I said, God's word says that he is in the whirlwind. I said, there goes God right there. Now just look, watch it. Hey, go right on out of sight. Some of you have been out west and you've seen these whirlwinds way off. And I probably, I know I've told this before, but some of you may not have heard it. We was in our motor home. We were out west and we was going along. I mean, for miles and miles, you could see nothing. There was a train track there also. Every once in a while, you'd meet a train. I saw this whirlwind way off in the distance. I kept looking at it and looking at it. It didn't look like it was even moving. But as it got closer, I could see it was moving. I had never passed through a whirlwind out west, okay? I'm driving along there. That thing come across, broadsided the camper, and I am not teasing. It blew me into the other lane of traffic. I mean, the whole, I think we had our, well, I know we did. We had our car hooked behind. The whole thing rattled and shook. I mean, power. But hey, you know, God allowed us to get through it and to have peace to know, hey, he's looking after us. He's taking care of us. Also, that hope makes me become effective, okay? I am effective in the Lord Jesus Christ because I have the confidence and the peace to be able to share Jesus with whoever I choose to share him with or whoever comes across my path. And when I think about that, you know, our hope of the glory of God, we got to trust him. And if we're resting in him, we're going to trust him. We're under his wing. And our sins are forgiven. And the Bible invites us to come and to try him. To try him. Okay, that's our relationship with God. Okay, there, there it is. Um, peace and access and hope. But secondly, our relationship with circumstances. Uh, people have said, how you doing? Well, I'm doing all right under the circumstances, you know. How did we get under the circumstances? You know, we don't really need to be under a circumstances. We need to be on top of a circumstance or in the midst of a circumstance. We certainly don't need to be under the circumstance. Verse 3 says, and, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation. What's tribulation? Troubles, trials, tribulation. Things that come our way that sometimes we don't invite those things. And sometimes the lost brings on those tribulations on us. Verse 4 says, and patience, experience, and experience, <coughs> excuse me, there's that hope comes back again. 
You see, the, the unsaved person it gets torn down by tribulation. And hopefully they look at us with our relationship with God and our relationship in these circumstances and say, I don't see how you deal with all you're dealing with. Hey, there is an open door right there for you to share Jesus, share your hope, your access, and everything that goes with the peace of God. That's an open opportunity to sit down and to share uh, that with those people. Um, when it comes to dealing with it, you know, according to the scripture here, look back at it with me if you still have tribulation. Also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Hey, let me tell you, I'm short on patience. Uh, you know, I'm, if I'm supposed to be somewhere on a said certain time, certain day, I want to be there, and I want to be there early. Um, I think about that. What the scripture says, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience. Now, <clears throat> if you want experience, you're going to have to have patience. And you work that through the tribulation times that come our way. And then he says, um, and, and, and hope. Experience and hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts and in our lives. It brings about experience. Experience means tested character. Okay? Set on fire character. Burning away all the impurities that we can be what God wants us to be. Not under the circumstances, but in the circumstances. How you doing? I'm doing good in the circumstances I'm in. Well, at least I'm not under there. You know, and I'm, I'm in, in the circumstances and I'm trying to get above my circumstances. But here again, it's not a, it's not a time for us to avoid those circumstances because God may have set it up to where we're going to go through, I said through, the circumstance, okay, to draw us closer to him. I don't believe anything happens but what it prepares us for what's coming. Hello? You know, no matter what I might go through tonight or tomorrow, I may not like it. And I don't want to be under that circumstances. I want to be in it or above it. But it's for a reason. Romans 8, 28 gives us that, that reason. And we know that all things, circumstances, works together for good to them who love God and are called according to his purpose and not mine. So when we think about those circumstances, you see experience means tested character. And the only way we're going to know what we, where we are is to be tested in school, I didn't like tests. I hated tests. And it's just like it thrilled a teacher to death to give us tests, you know. Hey, well, I understood that it was to find out where we were. Well, to me, I was in the same desk I was when the school year started. <laughs> you know, it was in the back of the class, the middle of the class, or the front of the class. Now, I had to be, I was in front of the class a lot of times, but I wasn't up there in my seat. I was up there having my seat tended to. Um, <laughs> So when we think about that, experience brings about tested character. Last of all, you know, not only our relationship with God and, and a relationship with our circumstances, but there's a relationship to others. Now, we won't like some of this. Our relationship to others. The scripture, the verse 5, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God is given to us. Remember, Jesus said, I want you to go to the upper room, told no less than 120 people, go up there and wait, and not many days hence, 
The Holy Spirit is going to come, but I want you to go there and wait. They went, and the Bible says they were there praying when all of a sudden came a rushing mighty wind as a fire. It came into that room, sat on every one of that hundred, no less than 120 people, and they began to, sh- to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ in every language that was in that town that day. So no matter who they were or where they were from, they heard the gospel of Jesus in their own language. And some off-the-wall nitwit says, are these men drunk? What's going on here? Hey, yeah, they were drunk all right on the Holy Spirit of God and they were being obedient uh, to God. And so we think about our relationship to others. Do others see Jesus in us? Do we treat others like we would like to be treated? You see, the love of God that is, that is in our hearts means we allow this love to rule in all relationships. All relationships. Somebody you don't like, somebody you can't get along with, you need to get it settled. And the only way you're going to get it settled is to talk it out. Work on it so that relationship um, will be right with others. Now, when we think about the the, uh, love to rule in our relationship to others, that kind of love will do away with hate. It will. It'll get rid of the hate, but it's got to be sincere. It'll get rid of the hate. It'll get rid of the jealousy. You know, jealousy is a bad thing, a bad thing. Why would anybody want to be jealous of something else or somebody? You know, hey, I can can become the top of my class if I'd have wanted to, but I didn't have any desire to be there. But you know what? On the day of graduation, All I got was a diploma. Several of our classmates got all this and this cum louder stuff and whatever and ribbons and and bows and buttons and trophies and what have you. You know, hey, and I'm sitting there. Well, you could have done that. You just messed around. The biggest thing I've done in my senior year is I made the honor roll. (laughs) I don't remember getting a thing for it. But I (laughs) I got through. Jealousy. It'll tie us apart. Another thing that'll work on, envy. Envy. We don't need to be envious of people and what they have. Selfishness. My goodness, why do we want to be selfish? Uh, Selfishness is bad also. Um, All of these, hatred, jealousy, envy, strife in there if you want to can be replaced with the love of God. He wants to replace it with the love of God. The verse says, ministry is never, ministry is never over. When we look at that, that verse five, and hope maketh not ashamed. Not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. These verses say to me, and when I think about shed, he shed his blood, he gave me salvation. The word shed, salvation. Letter H is for harmony. Keeping harmony between you and God, between me and God, between you and me and you and, and, and me, back and forth, harmony. Loving, simply loving one another. Letter E is for encouragement. God wants to encourage us. And we, in turn, need to encourage other people. 
hey, if we're not jealous, there's no strife there, we are going to encourage somebody. We're going to thank them for a wonderful and a good job. Also, uh, the word shed there, the letter D is for discipline. You see, God cleanses every one of us according to his love. Um, you can't justify yourself. You can't make yourself right. You can't even keep yourself right. I can't. You know, we're kept by the power of God. And we're made right through his blood. Uh, verse 1. Therefore, we, uh, being justified by faith, we have peace. Peace with God. The Bible talks about peace that passeth all understanding. We're not supposed to understand it. We'll never understand it. But the peace of God, he wants it to be shed abroad in our hearts. Isn't that what it says? Abroad in our hearts. By, how did you get this? By the Holy Spirit of God who lives within. You know what some of us do? I said us. Some of us do. We hamper and we dampen and we choke the Spirit of God that wants to speak out and wants to come out in us. So what are you supposed to do? Hey, live for God. Whatever he says, do. He don't make any mistakes, by the way. And you know, when, when I knew for a fact God was calling me to preach, I'm ashamed today that I didn't share it with Lynn, but I did not ask anybody for a second opinion. I didn't ask anybody, what do you think if I tell you I'm going to be a preacher? Never did. Never did, but I wrestled with it inside till I was sick. But I didn't ask for a second opinion. We don't need a second opinion when God speaks. We just need to simply obey. Trust and obey. For it's the only way. To be happy and have peace in Jesus. So don't be under your circumstances. Be in it or above it. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you for those who've chosen to come this way tonight. And Lord, I just thank you and praise you for your holy word. It speaks, speaks to our hearts so easy for us to, to understand. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to go out and to practice this. That you might receive all the glory and the honor and the praise for it all. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother, what do we say?